Blog Talk Radio.
Bob here with another episode of the Urban Wire. I believe this is episode uh, 72. And um, this is our Thanksgiving special that we're doing tonight. We have so much to talk about and discuss. There's just been so much going on in the news. And uh, we're going to try to cover as much as we can tonight. Um, online, we do have Miss C. Johnson. Are you there yes. online? I am. Yes, yes, yes. I just wanted to start off the song, the show with this song, Grateful, because even in the midst of everything that's going on, we have so much to be grateful for this holiday season. And mm-hmm. uh, that's something that we're going to talk about here in a little bit today. You know, what do you have to be grateful for? You know, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, with so much going on, we, we still have a lot to be grateful for. So... So how's your evening going? My evening is going great. You know, it started off kind of rocky, but um, God just prevailed in it all. And um, so I can say that the evening is blessed and just going wonderful. Yeah. So do you feel with this with this holiday season, with Thanksgiving coming up on us, do you think that you personally, I mean, I know you can't speak for anybody else, but do you have a lot to be grateful for? Oh, God, absolutely. Um, And if I can't elaborate just a little bit, just grateful for um, just a roof over my head, you know, and just grateful for, you know, how God has just provided, you know, when I just don't even know how things are going to be worked out, he just stepped in and just grateful for the little family that I have and uh, food and just everything. So I'm just grateful for it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the thing right there. You know, I think we, I think we have became uh, conditioned to uh, always complaining mm-hmm. instead of always, instead of just giving God thanks for what He has done. Because really, when mm-hmm. you think about it, it could have been you that mm-hmm. was in the situation of Michael Brown. Yeah. It could have been you that lost somebody. It could have been you that was outside, you know, with no place to go. Like so I think I think yeah. we have a lot to be thankful for. You know, and I think that when we really put things in perspective and we start thinking of things in that in that manner, I think we will be more grateful for the things we had. Thanksgiving yeah. Than just about the food. Thanksgiving isn't about those collard greens and and and, and, and how how mm-hmm. much dressing and turkey you can eat. It ain't about that. It ain't about how many plates you can pack. Right. Now it's it's not about that. You know, it's you just gotta. It's Thanksgiving is that exactly that being being thankful. Being That's thankful. right. Everything that the Lord has done for you, and yes. I'm sorry if that's been some of you, but that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I think we as a society, I just think the holiday season in general has become so commercial, commercialized that we we've lost focus on uh, what it's really about. Absolutely. You know, so. so Okay, let's let's talk about what we're going to be 
talk we'll talk about the topics we're gonna to be discussing. Mm-hmm. Um we're gonna be hitting on a lot of stuff. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna start the evening off um after we go to a song or two. Um we're gonna start the evening off discussing the whole Michael Brown situation. Um mm-hmm. there's an article I wanna bring up about the officer Darren Wilson. He was the one that was acquitted. Well, he wasn't indicted for um the shooting of Michael Brown and he, he has since since yesterday has came out um in uh in an interview with ABC feeling that saying that he doesn't feel sorry for what he's done. He doesn't have a, a guilty conscience about what he's done. We're gonna go. We're gonna elaborate more into that. Um, also, we're gonna be discussing the Bill Cosby allegations, and we might do that first um, because I'm, I want to wait till Michael gets in here before we really delve into that topic. But um, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the do's and don'ts of the holiday season. What just because we always we 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 gonna have take take me to the greens, not take me to the king, but take me to the greens conversation tonight, and we are gonna talk about the do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving because some of y'all are some freeloaders, y'all really are, and I and I'm sorry to put it like that, but some of you come to people's houses, you want to eat, you don't bring anything, you come with, you leave with more than what you came, and. Mm-hmm. You you need to realize that Thanksgiving is about giving and sharing, yeah. not just trying to get everything you can get from somebody else. And, 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 you, you know, so we're going to talk about that tonight. You know, you think that's a good thing we, we should discuss? I mean, because I, I, I want to get that off my chest. Absolutely, because I believe that people really don't understand how much that impacts um, the actual together because, you know, there are so many people that really, you know, don't really express how they feel about that, and I believe that it's wrong. So to be able to talk about this is a good thing, yes. Okay, so we're going to be jumping around here a whole lot tonight. We just got so much to discuss, so we're going to try to get it all. We're going to get it all out in the open. For those mm-hmm. of you that are listening um, live on our link. If you want to call in, feel free to do so at 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 646-915-8200. Also, you can join our group page in our um in um on Facebook. Um, just look us up under the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers or UCOFW. Um, you can send us your questions and your comments via um, Facebook. And also, uh, we do have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash UCOFW. And we will be um, using, start, you know, start using our Twitter page more too. So just um, just check us out. Once again, 646-915-8200 is the number to call in. If you just want to listen or if you just want to comment, jump in. One thing I will say tonight, we will have a respectful dialogue. That's just how we do it here. Uh, we we won't have, we won't tolerate any disrespect. You can have having a, an educated and informed decision, and you know we'll all just learn to accept everybody's you know opinion. But we will be respectful towards mm-hmm. towards one another. 
So um, we're going to go to a couple songs. We're going to start start the song, start the show off with a song called Take Me to the Greens. And it was inspired by a lady called Nancy Smith. She she was inspired by um, Tamla Mann's version of Take Me to the King. And, you know, the song is funny, but it's just, it's really true, like, about, you know, how people really come to family get-togethers, and they don't come with anything, but they want to go be the first one to taste the greens. They want to be the first one Mm -hmm. to get a slice of that ham, the first one to get a slice of that turkey in that dressing. And, you know, and and, and it's just, it's ridiculous. So we're going to go today. We're going to go to another song after that, and we're going to be back, and we're going to jump right into our song, into our show. I'm doing this video for Isaiah because he's crazy, and I think I'm a little touched myself. But anyway, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, you know, there's always that um, – it's so pretty here in Alaska today, beautiful sunshine. But anyway, there's always that one person that comes over for dinner that wasn't invited. He, they never bring anything. They come in empty-handed, leave with more food than anybody. And um, so I wrote – Isaiah changed the title of Take Me to the King to Take Me to the Greens, and so I changed the lyrics to match um, a person like that. And this um, this is actually coming from the person that uh, this is coming from the person that's the freeloader. Okay, so I'm gonna try to do it without laughing. It's hilarious. Okay.
a pro freeloader. Oh, yes, I am. I'm wondering, did y'all buy the soda? to bring I do this every year it's my offering and slice me a piece of ham I know I could have been eating a can of spam but here I am at your house y'all probably saying
All right, we are back from that short little break. Um, woo, I don't know where to jump in. We got so much stuff to go on. I first of all, I want to apologize for. Um, I believe it was what was that last week, last Thursday we were going to be doing a show, and I guess Blog Talk Radio was having some some issues with their website and with their network. Um, they were saying a lot of people couldn't get on. I could. I was one of the people that couldn't get on. I was several people that just um, that were unable to schedule and um, get on air. And I wanted to apologize for that. You know, um, not trying to put Blog Talk Radio under the bus, but you know, I just kind of was disappointed in how they handled things, and they didn't really um, notify people that they were having these issues. And I thought it was my computer, but. You know, I, I, you know, and I thought it was maybe my internet connection or something, but I guess um, a lot of people nationwide was having this issue, and instead of them sending out notification or um, at least putting some type of uh, message on their main page, they they neglected to do so, and I had to call in to figure out what was going on. So um, I believe we lost the. I'm pretty sure she'll be back in a second, but I just want to apologize. For every um, to everyone about that, um, we are now up and running again. Um, I'm gonna wait till she calls back, and I'm probably gonna go to one more quick song. Um, I want to let you guys know Michael Snyder will be in um, shortly after the top of the hour. He'll probably be in um, around eleven, um, eleven ten, eleven fifteen at the latest. Um, Okay, we have feedback, so I think we won't go to another song. Um, I guess I want to start off with asking, you see, is there anything in the news that you've seen that um, that that struck that you really wanted to discuss um, that that you wanted to bring to the public? The main thing that um, that I have actually seen in the news that really um struck me in a terrible way was the Michael Brown issue. So that's one thing that I really want to discuss because there's some um, things that have been said, some things that have just been done that is just truly uncalled for. Um and that's what I'm really waiting for. That's that's what I really want to Yeah, we we all definitely get on that because like I yeah. said there's been an interview that's came out, and you know, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna get on y'all. I'm gonna get on some of these people out here too, because you know, as y'all sitting up here claiming that oh, we're rioting and we're protesting in in the name of Michael, but you're not, because if you really mm-hmm. are doing this in his, in, you know, in his memory, you wouldn't have. Um, sat there and looted them stores. You wouldn't have sat there and destroyed your own community. You wouldn't have taken advantage of the situation. And see, that's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about right there. Yeah. You know, you're bringing a disgrace to his name and his family's, you know, um, wishes. And you know, and I feel that um, that that's despicable. I'm very disappointed yeah. in the people of Ferguson, and I'm very disappointed in how they conducted themselves after that verdict. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I, that's what we're going to really get on go, get on to that in a minute. Um, you know, uh, I really want to talk about this article, too, on CNN 
with um, mm-hmm. Darren Wilson, the cop that shot uh, Michael Brown, how he felt felt that he he's justified and he has no guilt and he's not going to apologize to anybody. That's what he pretty much said in the article. And we're going to mm. get on to that in a minute. Um, but I just want to get caught up on some other news that, you know, uh, that we were going to, things we were going to discuss last week. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I just don't even know where to start with this story that I'm about to bring up. Um, I guess, obviously, this, this guy that, Went to, I guess, the Church and God in Christ convention that they had or something in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think it was St. Louis. He's sitting up mm-hmm. there talking about he's not gay anymore, and he and he likes women. That's what he said. He 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 don't he 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 don't want to wear no purse no more, or he don't want to wear no makeup. He don't want to walk around looking like Miss Fannie Mae. Or, or, or uh, he don't want to walk around like a drag queen no more. So he got up in front of church with a dorm tight jacket on, full shirt, and, and a big old bright yellow bow tie, sitting up there mocking the church and mocking other people that's going through the same similar struggle. And you want to sit up there, yeah. and, and you know that's just crazy to me. And we got a mm-hmm. clip that I want to go to that will put this entire um, situation in perspective. Mm-hmm. As soon as possible. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. This man claims he was converted during the annual Kojic convocation, but tonight some wonder if it was all for show. WMC Action News 5's Jason Miles spoke with the man now making headlines. He's live from Kojic's headquarters with his response. Jason? Joe, some say this man makes a mockery of what is a real struggle for many people, and whether or not Kojic was complicit, critics consider it a shame. Kojic says 21-year-old Andrew Caldwell's supposed gay conversion. I'm not gay no more. During the Memphis-based denomination's annual convocation in St. Louis does not represent the entire event. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. Women, women, women. I said women. But it is definitely getting the most attention. If you can't praise God with him, you're an unbeliever. Will Batts runs the Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center. Every reputable scientific study on this experience says you cannot change someone's orientation. Aside from obvious doubts, others question Caldwell's motivation. Well, my conclusion is that he's a con artist. He's a scam artist. Internet talk show host Thaddeus Matthews interviewed Caldwell Tuesday. He says that he's going to medical school online. Where do you go to medical school at online? I also found this mugshot from May following Caldwell's arrest for fraudulent insurance. I briefly spoke with Caldwell myself on the phone before he quickly put his manager on. Both firmly denied this was a setup. I am delivered! Caldwell also claims he hasn't made a dime from his deliverance. God said he's going to bless you because of your commitment. Although Bishop Brandon Porter of Memphis handed him a $100 bill following it. And I reached out to Bishop Porter this afternoon. He referred me to uh, Kojic PR. They issued a statement late today and said it would be their final word on the subject. You can read it for yourself. 
by clicking the link to this story on WMCActionNews5.com. Reporting live outside Mason Temple tonight, Jason Miles, WMC Action News 5. All right, we're back from that um, clip. And there's just a few things right there that just go through my mind that, that disturb me. Now, first and foremost, you know, this this is my thing. Since when did we start paying people for their testimony? Mm-hmm. Since when did we start doing that? And since when did did you know does the church take part in the scandal and then when they're exposed they don't want to explain themselves and then they want to act like they had mm-hmm. nothing to do with it? Mm-hmm. I have a problem with this whole situation because this is exactly why people don't take the church serious today. And, mm-hmm. you know, if someone had the nerve, and I'm just going to put it out there, someone had the nerve, I put posted the story up, and someone had the nerve to be in favor of that they do, and they, they feel that the church is never wrong. I said, you know what, in this situation, they are, quote, unquote, wronger than two left shoes. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to tell me that you guys saw this. And, and what kills me is, and this is what I said in the conversation, I said, you know, it's pretty sad that all those people at that convention, no one had any sense of discernment. Like, people mm-hmm. that weren't there and seen the clip on YouTube and, that, and on Facebook, they knew that this was fake, and they weren't even there. But you tell me all these so-called saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost people, they couldn't put mm-hmm. two and two together and have a sense of discernment to say, hey, this this guy is a con artist and, and a clown. Mm-hmm. And he sure looked like a yes. clown with what he had on. And you couldn't yeah, tell this guy was a fool. And then, let me tell you, mm-hmm. this is a side and had the nerve, this fool had the nerve to be out there protesting last night with a fur coat on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Brown looking a darn fool. I seen that on the on the block. I said, you know what? If he don't get somewhere and sit down. Mm-hmm. So see what what what, what did you think about from that that clip? What, what what do you have to say about the whole situation? What I have to say is, you know, it seemed like an absolute scheme from the time he opened up his mouth. And to me, when I first saw this, it, and I don't mean any harm, but it seemed like a Benny Hinn special. You get up there, you show your behind, and, you know, and all of a sudden the big change has has happened. But this is just all for all for the spotlight, all to be seen. And the way he was talking, and the words that he was using was Ignorant. just a dead giveaway. I'm delivered to, and I don't like men's, uh, you know, it's, see, all that, and it goes back to something that you said, you know, and then something that uh, the person the person said as well. There are people that are struggling with this issue every single day and to make a mockery of that and get up there and do that as a show is is crazy. It is absolutely absurd. And that and that man ought to be ashamed and I'm not gonna call him 
in me. And that that young boy needs to be ashamed Mm -hmm. of himself because that made no sense. He made himself look like a fool. And not only that, it put Kojic in, you know, a negative light. And that is not right. And this is my thing, too. And this is my thing, too. It's like, how are they going to get upset when people contact them and asking them for explanations to my, well, you, we're going to refer you to the site, and this is the last we're going to speak of it. Like, no. Mm-hmm. You owe the people an explanation. I don't want to hear right. from what your public relation people have to say. I don't want to hear no manufactured response or no manufactured bullshit. I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. That's right. And it's just like mm-hmm. I said, so many people out here now, it's just everybody's trying to be attention whores today. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants their little, they want their they want their name in, they, they want to be in the limelight. They want their name to be out there. And they don't care at what expense. And people up today just don't realize how, Stuff like this affects people's uh, perception of God and religion. And mm-hmm. for the church in, engaged to some foolishness like that, I don't want to say this, but I can almost see why some people don't even want to go to church and they don't want to accept God because yeah. it's, it's, it's because of stuff like this. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is for things like this, you know, and it, and that's one of the main reasons why people become confused. They become, um, you know, like they just, they will never gain, they will never gain an interest in wanting to go to church, period, because you're absolutely right. When they see things like this, they're going to say this thing right here. So is this how church is supposed to be? Well, if it's supposed to be that way, then I don't want to go. And that is the number one reason, like you said, why people don't go. That's the number one reason why, you know, people are not able to hear the word of God for what it is because they're focusing on these people. Instead of going and hearing what the word of God is saying, they're focusing on this mess. And, you know, and and that truly, oof. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. I got, I got to tell him for a second. You, you about to say something. You about to say some ghost somewhere. I know you were. Because this, this yes. is ridiculous. And, and, you know, and my thing is there is no accountability. No. Because if there was accountability, this would have never happened. I mean, even if it That's did right. happen, you know, you wouldn't be sitting up here making excuses about it. Mhm. Absolutely. And he's talking about he's delivering. He got this big old fur coat on out there <laughs> with fashion out there in the street. Mm-hmm. I see people throwing bombs, smoke bombs, and set stuff on fire. You out there with a big old fancy coat? What's wrong with you? Mhm. Mhm. Yes. And they talking about he he was Horrible. arrested for fraud too. So you know he's yes. the best name in the game with him. That's right. That's right. I want to know what does he do for a living besides con mm-hmm. people. That that must be how he gets his money. And how did he get that money for that coat? 
you can't put a sentence yeah. together. You can't put a, a proper and decent, coherent sentence together. But yet you got enough money to rock a fur coat. Yeah, you out there sleeping mm-hmm. in the camp. And then the church was just another way for you to uh to get, get, get that money. That's right. Yes. And I was Mhm. And there was a point that you brought up and it was about how that pastor presented him with a hundred dollars. That should have been a dead giveaway right there. That should have been a dead giveaway. Why are you handing out money to this man that's talking about he is delivered? What is up with that? Uh, yeah. What was the purpose? And then, and, then, and then check this out. Did you hear him in in the clip talking about if you can't rejoice with him, then you, you yes. are – well, not a believer. I said, first of all, you don't tell me what I believe in and what I don't believe in. Who are you to judge, to tell anybody who they, what they believe in? Because I don't want to go along with some foolishness. You're going to tell me that I'm not, uh, not a believer? And because yeah. I have discernment mm-hmm. and I know how to, to tell if someone's full of crap, you're going to tell me that I don't, right. I'm don't. i not a believer? I said, how dare you? I mm-hmm. said, you ain't nothing but a clown and a buffoon. And I'm sorry, I ain't trying to talk about the man of God, That's but right. really, you, you, what kind of man of God are you? That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talking about this don't represent the whole conference. I said, well, you know what? I said, hmm. tough luck because y'all made it. That's what it's all about because you know what? It don't take much to, to ruin something good. Mm-hmm. That's and right. The fact that you guys don't want to address it, that just makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So I, I don't know. I said, shoot, this today, these days and times, you better know. And I bet you know it, and I'm just going to say this, and I know somebody's going to probably get mad, and I don't care. I bet you have been some dumb butt women in that congregation, too, that would, would, would try to talk to him now. He said, oh, he's delivered. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he don't do that funny stuff no more. He don't play in the backyard no more, so I, he can come play in my front yard. And I, you know, and I, I can marry him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you gotta say about these 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 silly naive women that think that these men can tell them anything? And they and oh my! Could you, I mean, can't you see some of the women, them real sanctified women? Tell my, oh, I got a husband now. He been saved through the precious Holy Ghost. I mean, and they probably think they got them a hundred percent man laying in the bed with them night. First of all, it shows that they have a low self esteem when it comes to that, and it is degrading when you lessen yourself like that, and you know you have to really stoop to that level. And bring yourself to a level to where you become a puppet, and you'll do anything for a little piece of change. You'll do some strange for a piece of change every single time because. Oh, because because you want to be seen. You want to be in the limelight, so you will do anything that you feel as if you can do so that you can be seen and say that you're with somebody, it is not worth it. 
because once you throw yourself out there like that, what happens then is your reputation is distorted. People are seeing you in a negative way, and it's crazy, you know, and I know that a lot of these women are like, well, I don't care how they look at me, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, you're really going to be looking silly when he drops you for the next person. See, because if the next person going to be somebody, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because if you're silly and stupid enough to fall for that, then he's going to be silly and stupid enough to drop you and go to the next person. But this is my thing, too. And that's the problem with a lot of these women now. They sit up and they don't want to ask no questions. They think they above that. And we done talked about mm-hmm. this on the show before. We done talked about these men mm-hmm. living on the down low. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, that's the problem with these women now. They they feel that they man's above that. And they they, they want to talk yeah. about They want to talk about all these gay people. But I said, you trust me, your man probably the main one laying up in some other mm-hmm. man's bed right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, y'all don't want to ask no question. I said, you know, uh, don't want to do no background check. And yes, I said background check. You don't want to. You don't mm-hmm. want to ask. You don't want to. You don't want to consider anything. Mhm. That's right. And that's how people get jammed right. up in these situations now. And I'm not trying to say that anybody deserves to be victim of that, but that's how a lot of these women end up getting with these men that sleep with other men and women. On the side, mm-hmm. and they end up catching mm-hmm. HIV and everything mm-hmm. else. And I'm gonna say this too, and, and, and y'all probably not gonna like this, but black women are one of the highest carriers of HIV right now because y'all don't want to be real about this situation. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and you better start getting real, especially in this. And I'm just gonna say this again: y'all gonna get mad. That's the problem in this in the church community. You got all these men. They going mm-hmm. this way, every which way. They going right and left. You don't know which way they pins them swinging. And these these mm-hmm. women, they just want to turn a blind eye to it. It's like, oh, my man would never do that. My man don't do that mm-hmm. funny stuff. Mm, okay, you mm-hmm. don't think that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why he going to? You think he going to lunch with the choir director? He going to lunch with the deacon? Yeah, you all. They just they just fellowshipping. Yeah, they doing some fellowshipping, all right. Mhm. You think they doing some cleaning? Doing some church cleaning and 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 doing maintenance around the church? I said, oh yeah, they doing some maintenance work, all right, in the church house. Just like that, just like that preacher was doing some overtime, doing some maintenance and some. In some um, in some personal mentor sessions in the church, that man that affected them women with HIV. See, mm-hmm. and that's the thing y'all don't want to hear this. We could, but you know what? That's the problem now. Y'all don't want to hear no truth. Right. Let that's me just, it. Let me be quiet because you know. No, but you right though. Mhm. So I don't know. I just you want to touch right. on that. Yep, I just mm-hmm. wanted to touch on that. And I'm gonna get Michael's opinion when he comes in because I wanna hear I wanna know what he thinks about this. I know he got a comment about that. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna move mm-hmm. right along because uh, I wanna get to this this uh Michael Brown situation. Um mm-hmm. 
Next thing I want to get on is Bill Cosby. Yes. Y'all know who Bill Cosby is, don't you? You know who Bill Cosby is. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Apparently, He's a lot a of people know man. who Bill Cosby is. That's a jello man, but you know, I it's a lot of people know who Bill Cosby is. You, you know, mm-hmm. he's been getting a lot of people lately talking about coming out talking about he done done some strange things with him. And I'm not trying to joke about it, but this is my thing. We're gonna go to this clip. But before we go to the clip, I'm gonna say, Bill Cosby, you need to come out and say something and quit trying to just shake your head every time somebody asks you something about it, yes. you just wanna zip your lips and not say nothing. I said that's making that's you it. look more vicious. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm sorry, but I just really think at this point, somebody needs to, even if you don't want to say something, you need to have a lawyer, somebody to come out, a publicist. I know you got some money. Mm-hmm. I know you got, oh, I know yeah. you know somebody that can, that can, that can, uh, can give you a written statement or, uh, or come out and speak on your behalf. But you, yes. but you sitting here now saying nothing's not going to let make the problem go away. That's right. Yes. So we go to this clip real quick. We're gonna come back. It's like only a two minute clip, and then we just gonna discuss this, and then um, we're gonna move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Did you think that this woman was telling you the truth? Did you think at the time, based on what you understood of the circumstances, that Bill Cosby was guilty? Uh, I thought that she was telling the truth. I didn't think that there was enough evidence based on her statements alone to convict him beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I hate to parse words, but we lawyers do that, uh, as you know. And uh, uh, did I think she, he probably did something inappropriate? Yes. Did I think that I could prove it beyond a reasonable doubt based on available, credible, and admissible evidence? No, I didn't. And I worded my opinion that way. You said at the, when you talk about the situation, you wished you could have arrested Mr. Cosby. What brought up those feelings in you? Well, I mean, anybody who's involved in law enforcement, and I was for, for decades, uh, you get a gut instinct about whether somebody is bad or did something bad, and you get a gut instinct about whether somebody's telling you the truth and was a victim. Uh, there's that component, that sort of compassionate uh, component, uh, maybe born out of education of having been in the system for a long time, and then there's the cold lo- logical component that has to be applied in deciding whether to arrest somebody. The first one was satisfied. I, I thought that uh, that Cosby uh, had done something uh, that was inappropriate, whether it was illegal in the in the sense that I could prove it beyond a reasonable doubt became the next question, and I didn't have that last piece. I wanted something else. Um, I had no corroborating evidence. Um, I couldn't do a search warrant. I couldn't look for hairs, fibers, or anything that would corroborate because of the time delay. And I I was given some information about other potential victims, but all of them were from far in the past, and none of them had resulted in arrests. Don't you think you had probable cause to bring them in and talk to them about it? We did. Uh, We did bring them in and talk to them about it. We talked to him. We talked to her. You understand, in, in Pennsylvania, uh, the, the prosecutor can take over any investigation right. uh, he or she wishes. And, and at this point, we had taken the case over and were partnered up with the local police. 
So we did conduct the uh, the interview. What did you make of Cosby in the interview? I, I thought he was lying. I, I, I thought that um, that he was um, uh, evasive, uh, and I thought that those things would be of value if I had another piece to go forward with. All right, we are back. Um, that was the former prosecutor um, that originally went on. Um, these these allegations came out in the past that um, he said back then he didn't have, uh, and I guess when he these things came out then, that wasn't really a big thing. And he was saying that he didn't have evidence back then to uh, prosecute Mr. Cosby. Um, he didn't have the evidence to co- corroborate with um, what they were trying to uh, say that he did. So um, I would hate to just say that. I'll just say that I would hate that this man has built a legacy all these years um, focusing on family values and people doing the right thing when he's not doing the right thing himself. And I pray, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this because I don't know. I don't know. I don't think any of us know. But I will say this at least. In my heart of hearts, I don't think that he probably raped these women, but I will say this. I do think that he he he, he was, he wasn't, you know, he stepped out on his wife. I, I believe that. He probably slept mm-hmm. with these women, and these women thought mm-hmm. that they were going to get ahead by sleeping with him. And he dropped they, and I'm excuse my language, he dropped they ass like a bad habit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. And they get mad now. He probably did a lot of women like that. He probably was he probably was a player back in the day, even though he was married mm-hmm. to his wife. You know, he probably was sneaking and sliding around and she was just sitting at home with her hands crossed and her legs crossed and she was sitting in there looking like Claire Huxtable or she was in that mm-hmm. kitchen cooking cooking them pies and cooking them greens and she, she was just like, well, I'm just going to deal with it because that's what the Lord wanted me to do. And, you know, and I'm married, so I'm in this for the long haul. She was probably one of them women. She knew something was going on, mm-hmm. too. If she doesn't want to turn the blind, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, y'all, I'm, y'all may think I'm being funny, but I'm for real about that. And see, that's that's yeah. the thing. You know, this man has been talking and preaching family values all these years. He's been sitting up here talking about what the black community needs to do and what they don't need to do. And he want to sit up here and, and 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 talk about black men, black males ain't doing this and ain't about this and ain't about that. And, and, and mm-hmm. people need to be parents, but see, you are no better. And I'm not trying That's to right. dog out Bill Cosby, but how you gonna sit here and talk about what the black community needs to do when you sitting up here, got all these women mm-hmm. accusing you of sexual misconduct? I just I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. So, so what do you think? Of, so what do you think about the whole Bill Cosby situation? Well, I think that. Um, well, I think there's definitely some truth to the things that he may have done, and I'm gonna say why. Because um, at no time is it okay for a person who is being accused of something to 
just sit back and not say anything. You know, the first thing that a person would do is if they are being accused of something is to come to their own defense, you know, and he never came to his own defense about anything. You know, he uh, constantly avoids the questions, he avoids the situation at hand, and he doesn't really take it serious. This is a serious matter, you know, and it... um, and and they always say that in a situation like this, it is a ripple effect. When one person comes out, then the next person comes out, and before you know mm-hmm. it, it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five women um, that has come out that is speaking on this. Um, and for him to just sit there, you know, and act like his hands are tied when his hands are not is kind of a red flag to me that makes me think that guilty of something, you know, because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because people always say, well, if you always trying to say that you ain't done nothing and then you acting crazy, then maybe you've done something. No, in a case like this, if you know that you've never done anything like this, you're going to call. You're going to come to your, your own defense. And this is my thing, mm-hmm. too. As much money as he makes, he couldn't have somebody hire some legal defense or something or have someone come yeah. out and speak on his behalf. He hasn't done that. Mm-hmm. And then on top nope. of that, too, then, and then I don't know if you thought about this, too, but um, oh, I lost my train of thought. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he just... Like you said, he needs to come out and say something. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's just I just hate to see that uh, that this man has built this legacy, and now you know at his age, it's, it's on gone now too. They go to show that what is done in the dark is gonna always come to light. And I know what I was gonna say. Right. He has made a lot of enemies throughout the years. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of this stuff is coming back to, to bite him. I was watching Wendy Williams last week. I believe it was, mm-hmm. last, it was last Wednesday or Thursday. And she was mm-hmm. saying how she had a uh, personal run-in with him. Um, this was like well before she was on TV. She was still on radio. And um, years ago, some similar allegations came out against him. And she was just reporting mm-hmm. the uh, the news, and she was reporting the article that she uh, magazine she had read it from. Because at the time they didn't have internet and stuff like that. They was going by what they read in tabloids and in the news, like in the magazines and stuff. And she said that this man called the station and was demanding she got fired. And he said, "I want you to put her on the phone." She said that the man cussed her. She called her everything but the child of God. He cussed her mm. up one side of the mountain and down the other because mm. she was reporting the news. And he said he doesn't want that information out there about him. Mm. Well, years mm. later, while you sit up here talking about somebody lying on you, why come these same allegations are coming back to haunt you again? So obviously yes. you must have been doing something. I'm just saying. I'm just speculating. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's going to come out. We don't know. But 
obviously mm-hmm. something must be true because you, I mean, the same stuff come back to bite you in the behind now. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just think that I feel sorry for his wife. Yes, and yes. I feel sorry for just the people that looked up to him. Yes. You yes. know he he need to keep he need to keep his spoon out the jello pudding. That's all. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And from the look of it, he liked that he liked that vanilla uh, jello, but you know I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> He liked that jello. He liked that pudding. He liked that tapioca pudding. He got all the lumps in it. Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's the problem now. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, but let me say this real quick. <laughs> let me say this real quick, please. Um, all of this makes me think of all these kids shows that he's done. Mm. Um, kids say the darnest things and all this kind of stuff and you know if you look back at all these little kids shows that he's done you know it is clear that people can see the fondness that he has with children you know and and I'm just saying this that if his fondness for a child was truly sincere, genuine, nothing has happened, you would think he would explain, you would think he would say something. But my question, too, is is for the women that are coming out, some of the young women, are these these young women that was on these little TV shows with him, these Mm. shows? You know, are these these women from these shows? You know, I don't know, but my thing is because these are that people that actually because they, they were saying some of these women, I guess they work close with him, so mm-hmm. it makes me mm-hmm. wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. There. That is really a good mm-hmm. point, and I don't, I don't know. I pray that oh, it's not. Goodness. Well, did you hear about how um, they said Raven Simone? What well, they they said mm-hmm. it was a hoax. She came out and said it was a hoax. It wasn't true, but they yes, said that, that he, yeah, they he did something to her. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Lord Jesus, I pray this is not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then he was a woman that was of age. The Lord just the little. Little Rudy or what her name was. I don't know what her name was on that show, man. I said, not, not, not little Rudy, man. And don't, don't, don't do that, little. Don't, don't touch little Rudy, man. She already got <laughs> issues now as an adult. Don't do it to her. Yes. Yeah, but I'm glad mm-hmm. it came out that it wasn't true. I just said, I was like, thank yes. you, Lord. I really said, thank you, Lord. No kids were harmed in the in the making of Bill Cos the Bill Cosby show. I said, thank you, Jesus. Absolutely. I would have said thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that would have been some mess. Um, it really would have. And I would have been, you know what? I been going ham on this show right now. Mm-hmm. I would have been yes. going, not just some Thanksgiving ham on his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going holiday ham, man. 
just, it just don't make sense to me. Mm-mm. Not at all. But didn't they say that they canceled his shows and stuff? Yes, they said that he had some projects in the making. Um, Schoolish Network, it was just like a lot of his shows, a lot they they want on I think on T V land and I guess he had Netflix had a uh had uh, they he was linking up with them to do a project. All those plans have been either cancelled or shelved. Um it's just really an unfortunate thing that um uh-huh. that has really happened. Mhm. Yes it is. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go right along cuz I know um we're going to uh, try to get through these topics really quick cuz I know you um was just going to come on for a little while. So I really want to get on this Michael Brown situation. I just want to catch up on the topics that we were going to discuss last show. So we're trying to do two shows at once. I said, should we just should we do the Thanksgiving do's and don'ts right now, or should we do the Michael Brown? Well, I know that you said that you wanted Michael's input, so we can just go ahead and just do the Thanksgiving okay. do's and don'ts. Okay. All right. Now. I'm going to tell y'all something. That song we played earlier, Take Me to the Green, mm. I, I know y'all, some of y'all probably sitting there cracking up, but you know what? Some of the main people probably on that, sitting sitting on that computer listening right now mm. are the main ones we're going to be talking about tonight because I'm so sick and tired, and I'm just not talking about Thanksgiving, but I'm just so sick and tired of people always wanting to come over, and they want to come in your house. And then they and then not on they come in your house and then they gonna help themselves to the kitchen and looking in your pot and my like, ooh girl what you cooking? Mm. And then they wanna oh, come over yes. and take plates home and they don't even wanna say thank you. Mm <laughs> And I said, I know a lot of y'all got food stamps. You knew you knew Thanksgiving was coming, man. Mm-hmm. And you want to sit up here and go to somebody's house and you can't even bring no paper plate. You can't bring no pop, man. You can't even do pop duty. You can't do paper plate duty. What's wrong with you? Because you mm-hmm. know what? I know everybody can't cook. And everybody don't need to be in that kitchen. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's I know. I'm just going to say that now. But that's not going to give you no free excuse not to contribute. Even if you don't, you can't contribute mm-hmm. like that, man, give, give a couple dollars, man. Put a couple mm-hmm. in, put about five dollars on there, or go to that damn, go to that store and, and swipe your card, swipe your EBT card, and put some money on them groceries. <laughs> that's what I do anyway. Mhm. Yes. So, what are some do's and don'ts in your opinion? You know, I just, you know, I started it off. I said, man, don't be coming to people's house. Bring some paper plates. Now, come on, man. You can't sit here and tell me you can't go to the dollar store and get some of them cheap paper plates for a dollar or two. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Get some cups. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get you something that, even if it's something that cheap pop, bring some of that. Bring mm-hmm. something. Yes, absolutely. Because I guarantee you're going to find, let me tell you something. I'm going to say this. I stock, I guarantee you, you're going you gonna to sell the food stamp. And you gonna find some money to go Black Friday shopping. Mhm. Oh yes. 
You're going to get that big screen TV. Mm-hmm. You're putting your roach infested hat. Let me shut up. <laughs> See, I'm about to go in. <laughs> I I would say that a Thanksgiving don't is coming up with somebody's house trying to run the show. <laughs> Just come on over there and sit your behind down somewhere. And another Thanksgiving uh, don't is is if you don't have anything to contribute, don't go at all. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't come because <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair for you to go and oh. eat and you taken away from everybody that done bought something, but you didn't bring mm-hmm. a dang on thing. So if you cannot contribute, don't go. You better go mm-hmm. on down to McDonald's and get you a dollar hamburger instead of going over there and eat no. Mm-mm. Well, no. Wait, this, this I'm gonna tell you what a do is when you come over. Mm-hmm. Do wash your hands. <laughs> we coming off the street because I don't know what you've been doing. You can be digging up in your behind before you came in that house digging in your nose. Yes. You could be walking wiping doom bug boogers out his nose. I don't. We don't know what you've been doing. Ooh. Well, you could have been doing some strange things before you came over, and I ain't gonna get into that because I don't know what what y'all strange things are. But I'm gonna tell y'all this now: Don't you be coming over nobody's house, and then you want to dig in somebody's pot. Then you yeah. you want you want to put you want to sip and sample, and you want to put your hands on everything, and you ain't washing. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I, I I just can't yes, do. You're right. Mhm. You're right because everybody don't want to eat your funk. You can eat your own funk, but everybody don't want to eat that. You know, oh, because the person will be funky and eat their own stuff, and they do it in the comfort of their house. But you don't do that at nobody else's home. You be respectful like you said, and you wash your hands, and you be clean. And I would say this, another Thanksgiving do is is when you come into the house, you ask if there's anything that you can help out with. You just don't come mm. over there and just flop your tail down. No. Contribute. <laughs> help. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you, this, this is something, this is another don't. Another don't is I don't do roaches. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Whether you bring them with you or you hosting with the roach, let me tell you something. And I'm gonna be, and I'm not trying to be mean, Lord, because I know what I said. Write that song. Look where he brought us from. Because some people came from roaches, and they came from mm-hmm. the rat. People know, you know, they came from some hard times. This is my thing. If you know you got roaches and rats real bad, why you why they the people that they be the main ones trying to host Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, that's right, main ones. And then when they see a roach crawl across the counter, they won't act like they ain't seen nothing. You gonna <laughs> tell me you didn't see that big old roach sit up there crawl across that counter, man? He's sitting up there at the door and table with a damn plate, and you gonna act like you didn't see the roach, man? <laughs> He done took a damn leg off the door, off the turkey. You going <laughs> to sit there and act like you didn't see that? <laughs> I 
Well, you might as well just sit the roach a place at the table because <laughs> you know you're going to come out. Okay, you're going to sit the soul brother table, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just, I just, I get tired of this stuff. I really get tired of this stuff. Yes. And this is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. man. This is, this is another don't. If you ain't gonna mm-hmm. really, it, it, I you know, I know some people like chillings and some up, some people don't. That's fine, but don't get somebody, man. Get somebody that's gonna really get down in in the in the grips of that meat or get in there and, and really pick that that. Mm-hmm. Don't get nobody that don't know what they're doing. That's right. Mhm. Yeah. I just, I, uh, yeah, just the, you can't just get anybody to clean them. Them chitlins, man, and you can't get oh, anybody this. Can't put just anybody on collard green duty either. <laughs> <laughs> man, you can't do that. Collard green duty. Man, because you're going to be sitting there, man. Y'all going to be mad, man. Y'all going to be sitting down there getting down them greens. Man, they said, ooh, these greens got some flavor. And then you, you bite down on some grit. And it ain't lying, say that that's pepper. I just, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm. Lord Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Right. Yeah. You, you just can't have everybody cooking anything. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, ain't, and, and here's another don't. Don't be sitting up here waiting until the night, a day, a day or two before Thanksgiving talking about you ain't got no money. You ain't going to be able to bring nothing. Yes. You, you, you've been on Thanksgiving coming up. You know it falls on every fourth Thursday. The holiday ain't moved, and you you couldn't get no money together, man. See, that's why I say y'all need to quit feeling sorry for these people. Because you know what? If you like you said, if you can't contribute something, you better call Moselle Sanders. That's right. Mm-hmm. It, it fix plates all day, every day. You just better go ahead and call yeah. Moselle Sanders and get you a plate. And just don't don't be going to no people house, man. People work too hard. Like people that's really. Spending their money, hard-earned money for Thanksgiving, and you want to come over there and fix plates. Not just a little, mm-hmm. you know, just not like a little piece or a little sliver, a cake or something. You want to fix, you want to pack out plates that's going to last you for the whole week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you, so you ain't like using none of your stamps. See, yep. I, I don't know what y'all to be doing. Mm-hmm. See, I'm I'm exposing the game today. Yes, true. Because that is what needs to happen. And I'm sorry, but I'm gonna say one more Thanksgiving don't. <laughs> Thanksgiving don't is if you don't know how to cook a turkey, don't just don't even cook one. Cook a ham, cook a roast, cook something. But if you can't cook the turkey right, don't do it. Because if that mug gets up and walk off. That table, that means that it's not done. Do not oh, no. cook a turkey. Just don't. 
because a turkey is supposed to be moist. It ain't supposed to be dry and rough. No, it's supposed to be moist and tender. It's horrible. I just done had some horrible experiences. I can't do no dry. I'm sorry I can't do no dry turkey. I'm a, and I'm no. not. Oh, God, I don't even know if I want to go. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, you know, I'm very grateful, you know what I'm saying, for when people do things for you. Because, you know, like they said, when people are nice to you, when the people decide to be nice, they ain't got to be nice to you. Mm-hmm. So, my, and I'm not going to use no names. I'm not going to use names of the catering company because I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But my job catered Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And on the menu they had, oh, God, they had turkey, dressing, corn, green beans, coleslaw, coleslaw, and pumpkin pie. And and they had biscuits with apple butter. Now, we're going to, now, let me tell you something. The dressing mm-hmm. runny. It tastes like, and, and I'm like, my company done paid y'all this money. I bring this runny dressing. Mm. It tastes like somebody mixed some of that dog food or that cat food. They done put some Ooh. water on it and, and mashed it up and put it in a pan and Ooh, undercooked it. That's boy. what it tastes like. <laughs> and then they didn't oh have no God. okay mashed potatoes to go with the the, the, the dry turkey that they cooked. They had mm-hmm. coleslaw. Who eats coleslaw on Thanksgiving? Right, right. Mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe some people do. I don't know. But you had mm. coleslaw on mashed potatoes. I mm. mean. I just I don't understand it. And then they had the nerve to have some some pumpkin pie. Tastes like somebody dumped a whole darn jar of nutmeg in there. And they just threw that stuff on that table and expected people to eat. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that was my that was my Thanksgiving horror story. And you know what was so mad is so many people had their mouth set on that food. They thought that we was gonna eat really good. They ain't bring their lunch that day, and then they get to work, and this is what they serving us. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That, oh. that was just, that was that was my Thanksgiving dressing that tastes like dog food. Mm mm mm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Michael is, so if he if he comes in. He'll just have to jump in where we left because we we're gonna keep it pushing like I say all the time. Ain't no one month gonna stop no show. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be here, so I don't know what's going on, but um, we're gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, talk about the whole Michael Brown situation. Uh, okay. Because we're not gonna we we have this is gonna be a topic that's gonna take up the rest of the show, so we got to get started on it. Um. Mm-hmm. We're going to start off with um, an article. Let me see. Let me pull it up. AM 1310 to Life. If I can get to this article. If not, we're just going to have to. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. It was written by Brown from 1310 to Life. 
and the article pretty much sums up the whole Michael Brown situation. And um and pretty much um it, it it's entitled The Decision, No Indictment, No Charges in the Michael Brown Killing by Ferguson Grand Jury. Mhm. Uh, and you know, we're gonna read uh most of it. Um and then we're gonna jump to another article about the police officer that said that he felt that he was justified and he's offering no apologies. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to read this article. St. Louis County Grand Jury voted not to charge Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson with any criminal charges for the shooting death of Michael Brown. The incident, which occurred August 9th, sparked worldwide protests and condemnation in an intense examination into the police practices and procedures, not just in a small suburban county, but in major American cities. In his announcement, which was 16 minutes late for a scheduled 9 p.m. Indianapolis time start, St. Louis prosecutor Robert McCulloch announced that 12 uh, member jury uh, chose not to bring any criminal charges against Officer Wilson. The grand jury's decision was announced by St. Louis uh, County Prosecutor Robert McCulloch at a late evening news conference held at um, two and a half hours after the press conference by Missouri Governor Jay Nixon. In his statement, Prosecutor McCulloch expressed sympathy to Michael Brown's family for their loss. The McCulloch, then McCulloch began to defend, defending his handling and conduct of the case. McCulloch indicated mm-hmm. that all evidence gathered by both local and federal law enforcement was shared with each group. Prosecutor McCulloch described examples of inconsistencies between the witnesses in the physical evidence or through social media accounts. At the earlier press conference by governor, by the governor, um, City of St. Louis Mayor Francis Nixon urged residents that regardless of the decision, you need to show tolerance, show restraint, and show mutual respect. All the officials said that law enforcement would be out to protect lives, protect property, and protect protesters' free speech. They said that the protesters would be allowed to peacefully protest, but that violent protest or damage to property would not be tolerated. Prosecutor McCullough decided not to make the decision whether to charge 28-year-old relatively inexperienced Officer Wilson or not, instead leaving it leaving it to the grand jury composed of nine whites, nine whites, three African-Americans, six men, and three women, including one black man and two black women. A grand jury is not like a jury. Called, um, it's called a petit jury. Petit, 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 petit uh, I'm sorry, petit jury. That here's a case during a court trial. Grand juries are not to decide guilt or innocence. A grand jury is to find whether there is sufficient evidence to present uh, evidence to present to bring criminal charges against someone. The grand jury in this case had a range of criminal charges to possibly consider from the lowest manslaughter to homicide to murder. The grand jury began hearing evidence in the case August 20th. 
Prosecutor McCulloch said that he would be presenting all evidence in the case for the grand jury to decide. The case began that uh, that allegedly stealing, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, August 9th when Brown, an 18-year-old high school student, was seen leaving the convenience store uh, after allegedly stealing some cigarellos. Minutes later, Brown was involved in a confrontation with Officer Wilson, who then fired several shots at an unarmed Brown, killing him. Community outrage began immediately with the four and a half hours Brown lay dead in a Ferguson street Mm. before the medical personnel took him away. The number of shots fired at Michael Brown has been a major cause of controversy. In a private autopsy conducted by Brown's family and another one by justice by the Justice Department found that six bullets struck Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, the autopsy conducted by the St. Louis County has hasn't been publicly revealed. Conflicting reports claim that Brown and Wilson had a close physical altercation before Brown was shot. Other reports and witnesses indicated that Brown was some distance away from Officer Wilson and had his hands in the air, indicating that he was unarmed and not and not to shoot. Protests um, immediately began, immediately began, which escalated during the August and September months into episodes of violence. Eventually, units of the Missouri National Guard were called out to help restore peace and order. Protesters from the St. Louis area and, and the uh, the national, I'm sorry, the nation, and eventually from the part part of the globe converged on Ferguson in St. Louis County, holding a series of protests, marches, and rallies, all demanding the arrest of the arrest and trial of Officer Wilson. There is a concern in the wake of the grand jury's decision that there could be protests and demonstrations in communities around the country. As of this, posting, there's been no call for such demonstrations in Indianapolis, of course. In a statement, the Indianapolis Metropolitan the Police Department, IMPD, say they were monitoring and will continue to monitor the events in Ferguson, Missouri. At this point, there is no reason to believe that there will be significant civil disobedience in Indianapolis, of course. Um, the statement added that the Indianapolis community has constitutional right to assemble and express their opinions on matters of public interest. IMPD will ensure that the community's right to assemble is protected and that public safety is protected at the same time. And that was an article for AM uh, 1310 Light written by uh, Amos Brown. To give you guys a background of the whole situation, um, we're going to go to an article um, presented on CNN's website um, written by Ray Sanchez uh, that's entitled, Darren Wilson says he's sorry, but his conscience is clear. All right. Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson in his first interview since the fatal shooting of of unarmed teenager Michael Brown told ABC News Tuesday that he's not tormented by the fateful encounter in suburban St. Louis last summer. Quote, 
I don't think it's honey, Wilson said. Always going to be something that happened. The reason I have a clean conscience is that I know I did my job right, unquote. Repeating what he had told the grand jury investigating the shooting, Wilson said that Brown reached to his police vehicle and grabbed for the gun, for his gun. Wilson said that he feared for his life. Wilson told ABC's George Stephanopoulos that he also, that he asked the teenager to move out of the center of the street, out to the center of the street. Brown walked over to his car and pushed the door back as Wilson tried to get out, the officer said. Quote, as I looked back to him, punches were flying, unquote. Wilson said in an interview, which aired Tuesday night, he threw the first one and hit me in the left side of my face, unquote. Wilson said he didn't know how many times he got hit. Quote, I just know that there was a barrage of swinging and grabbing and pulling for about 10 seconds. Wilson told ABC, I reached out of my window with the right hand to grab on his forearm, unquote. Wilson said he wanted to move Brown away. Quote, I just felt immense power that he had, that, that he had. And then the way I've described it, it was like a five-year-old holding onto Hulk Hogan. That's how big this man was, Wilson said. He was very large and a very powerful man. Wilson is six foot four, two 210 pounds. Brown was the same height and weighed nearly 300 pounds. Brown unleashed another punch and struck the officer in his face. Quote, how do I survive, Wilson recalled, thinking. I don't know if I'd be able to survive another hit like that, unquote. Uh, Wilson reached for his gun and told Brown to back off or he would shoot, the officer said. Quote, you're too much of uh, to shoot me, Wilson claimed Brown and told him before grabbing the top of the officer's gun. Wilson tried to squeeze off two shots, but the gun jammed twice. Brown said that he tried to reach the trigger guard to to shoot Wilson. Wilson got a shot off his third attempt, he said. Quote, he gets even angrier, Wilson said. His aggression, his face, intensity just increases. He comes back in at me again, unquote. There was another shot, Wilson told ABC. The officer gets out of the car and goes after Brown, who turns around 30 to 40 feet away. Um, hold on, let's continue. Starts charging at me. My initial thought was, is there a weapon in there? Uh, Wilson said that Brown never had his hands up as if to surrender. Brown charged at Wilson, the officer. I decided to shoot, he said. I fired several fired a series of shots and paused. I noticed at least one of them hit him. I don't know where I saw his body kind of finch a little. Wilson said he paused again and commanded Brown to stop. Brown kept coming. Wilson said he fired again and Brown flinched as as if hit. With the Brown just 15 feet away, Wilson said he backed Pedal Brown got closer and positioned himself to tackle the officer. 
according to Wilson, who then shot a teenager in the top of his head. Teenager in the top of his head. Wilson told ABC that he was sorry for the loss of life, but that he was simply doing his job and following his training. Wilson said he recently um, was married. We just want to have a normal life, he told ABC. That's it. The death of Brown sparked violent demonstrations in the days after the shooting and again on Monday night when it was announced that the Missouri grand jury would not charge Wilson. Um, in an hour-long interview, uh, oh, I've lost my faith. Yeah, in an hour-long interview, Wilson said that he could not have done anything differently. Asked if the incident, incident would have turned out differently if Michael Brown had been white, Wilson said no. Uh, let's see. Wilson, 28, spent six years with the Ferguson Police Department before placed on administrative leave following the shooting. Wilson worked two years in another police department before that. Wilson remains on leave pending some outcome, the outcome of the internal investigation. Ferguson, Mayor James Knowles told reporters Tuesday, no decision has been made. His current employment status has not changed. Last week, people closed to um, the talks told CNN that the officer in, is in the final stages stages of negotiation with the city officials to resign from the police department. Wilson has told associates he would resign as a way to help ease pressure and protect his fellow officers. The United States Justice Department is also investigating whether Wilson violated Brown's civil rights. In newly released transcripts of the testimony that the grand jury heard while considering whether to bring charges in Brown's death, Wilson told jurors that he had never fired his gun on duty before that day. Wilson told the grand jury his original goal was to arrest Brown after identifying him as a possible suspect in the shop death. Wilson fired 12 shots, according to the grand jury proceeding. The officer told um, St. Louis grand jury that the two shots were fired during the struggle at his police vehicle and that he then fired three shots of gunfire as he chased and later backed away from Brown. He testified that his uh, his six Sawyer uh, forty caliber gun held a maximum of thirteen bullets. Quietly married a fellow officer. Wow. So that was the article from. Um, CNN. Mm. So, whew, I don't even know where to start. I'll, I'll start with oh, this. Did it really take 13 bullets to bring somebody down? Shows me there was, you did that out of hate. And that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. All out of hatred, you know. All out of hatred. And this one, yes, every every aspect was out of hatred, and it shows that it was out of hatred because he clearly had no remorse for what he done. My thing is is that, and this is the part that I'm having a problem with, is Michael Brown had his hands up in the air. 
and he was at a point of surrendering, why did he feel as if he was obligated to shoot him? And he why? wasn't posing the threat. There, there was absolutely no threat there. And that stand your uh, ground law needs to be thrown out because there was no standing no ground anywhere. There was pure racism, pure hatred, and that cop felt like he was making a point for all of his racial and racist buddies out there. Like, yes, I can do this too. I can should be a black person too. Yes, I said it, and if a white person is listening, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not trying to come off as crazy, but that's how I feel. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like these white cops out here are taking African Americans down like it's a sport. You know, like they go out here and they do it black for fun. Man. Yeah. Yes. Mhm. And this is my that's thing too. It's like it doesn't make logical sense. Why would you attack somebody that has a gun? Yes. It's just like with the whole George and like nobody's gonna be crazy enough to come after you if they're unarmed and you got a gun. I don't I, it doesn't make sense to me. Mhm. That's right. That's he, right. You know, he's trying to make it seem like the boy came for his gun. Why would you come at the police officer they got a gun in their hand? Mhm. The ass person they yes. got a gun, they go run it. They're going to yeah. have to the they're going to lift their hands up. They're going to run from somebody that got a gun, or they're going to try to get away, especially if they don't have anything to, they don't have a gun themselves to, to, to fire back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just, it doesn't make sense to me. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's almost like saying, all these racist trolls that's online is sitting up here trying to justify it. You know what? It's all mm-hmm. fun and games, and it's all, you know, this, that, and the other, until it's somebody shooting your child. Because what kills That's me, it. and I'm not trying to be racist, I'm far from racist, but what kills me with a lot of white people is, it's like, you know, it's, it's you know, when, when black kids do something, they, they thugs, they misfits, they this, that, your kids sitting up here can do anything under the sun, and, and you expect them not to be shot up by the police. Your kids can sit up here and and go commit all these mass shootings and do this and that, mm-hmm. but you, but you don't want your child to be shot. Yes. But you think, That's but it. you think you think it's justified because he stole some cigarettes or whatever, some cigars. You feel that he deserves to be shot. Mhm. Yeah. And see, this is this, this is another thing is the media always wants to portray black uh, victims. As the perpetrator, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But a white perpetrator yeah. can be portrayed as a victim, and they always want to mm-hmm. have sympathy for them. It's like, well, he did this, that, and the other because of um, he had a hard tr- uh, childhood. He was abused. He was made fun of mm-hmm. in school. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't get those. Yeah. His parents didn't um, give him, uh, you know what I'm saying, didn't give him this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm sorry. Somebody can get mad. I don't care. That's my opinion. And you can sit there and ignore the fact that's the problem now because a lot of you guys don't want to look at things for what it is. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. It's a race That's to the end. And you know, this is what kills me. Like people always want to be the, they want to always be the main one. Talking about, well, you guys are playing the race card. I said, well, you know what? The race card is going to be played when it's relevant. Mhm. That's right. That's right. Mhm. And and it seems like that that is a um, convenient mechanism for a person like that, you know, like they feel as if, well, okay, yeah, and they know that they've done wrong. They know that they've done wrong, but they feel as if the law is going to always be on their side. So no matter what they do, then that is the excuse that they can give. And as far as the track record is concerned, it seems like every time they get away with it, every single time, Mm-hmm. And something needs to give. I'm, where is where's our justice? Police have been trained and go through training to protect and serve. Then instead of protecting and serving, they're killing people. They're mm-hmm. killing people, and not just people. I, to this date, I don't know if I haven't seen it right, but I have not heard in the news where a cop has killed a white person, where a white cop has killed a white person, or where a black cop has killed a white person, or whatever the case may be. It seems like it's always been a white cop killing a African-American. Yeah. And you're not going to hear of them cases in the media. They're going to do everything mm-hmm. they can to apprehend if the person's white, they're going to do everything they can to apprehend the person without killing them or shooting them. They don't, mm-hmm. And I don't care what they've done. Um, That's right. Especially with a lot of these mass shootings and stuff like that. Usually, and if you notice, they never kill the person. Either the person kills themselves or they find a way to mm-hmm. take the person. It's never, you never hear about them uh, uh, like uh, these, like some of these uh, serial killers or these people that that are involved in these mass uh, shootings or killings, they the the the, sh- the person that's doing the shooting either kills themselves or they find a way to apprehend the person without shooting or killing them. Yes, comes mm-hmm. to a black person, all that's thrown out the door because they don't look at us on the same level. They don't look at us as human beings. They look at us as inferior beings. And I'm sorry to say that. That's just that's, that's just right. how they, they're they're wired. A lot of these police officers are. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Yes. And that's how it's always been. And it seems like mm-hmm. that it's never gonna change. So never. what can we do? And this is my thing. I'm gonna still say this. I said, and you know, as button, I'm gonna say, black men, you better wake up and get your stuff together because mm-hmm. you are the target. You are a target. That's you, right. You got a target on your chest, and I'm not just talking about physically, but I'm just talking about uh, society has a target on your chest. They're gonna take you down. If they can't kill you, they're going to kill your name. They're going to kill your image. They they don't want you to mm. see. They always look over you. So that means you better get your stuff together. Mm. 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 Stop yeah. putting yourself in situations to where they can, they, they, they can even justify doing what they mm. do. 
mm-hmm. because they, they they're trying to always find a reason to do it. That's right. Yes. And I'm gonna say this, and I don't know what do you feel about people looting and destroying their own city? I see y'all gonna sit up here and destroy your own city, but the powers to be, the people that's making the decisions. You ain't going out to their communities. You're not going out to their houses. And I'm not saying that's right for them to do it, but what sense does it make mm-hmm. to destroy your own community You that you got to live in? You stealing right. from this. You stealing from people in your bit, in your community. And you think you hurting mm-hmm. the people that's making the decisions? Them people laughing at y'all because you're not in their communities trashing their communities and burning their communities down. They don't care. They can go home and go to sleep. And, and they ain't, they ain't thinking about right. your monkey behind up there tearing up your city because they mm-hmm. don't live there. Right. And y'all sitting up here, while you sitting up here portraying a stereotype, you sit, I've seen them people on there, man, them people coming in out there like some damn rats and roaches, taking that damn Patron mm-hmm. out of there, them crates of beer, and them snacks out that door <laughs> store. <laughs> Hell, if you're going to break so at least get you some damn green. It's Thanksgiving. Get you some green. Go past that. Get you some all mall something. You're going to get some damn liquor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then going to stop. Yes. I guess, honey, that's going to be some. That's gonna be plenty of heads laid. Fried diet come to the side, baby, because they was in there still. And them weeds and them weeds, they was in there. Mm-hmm. They was going in. Yes. Yes. And that's oh sad. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Yes, All it in is. All in Michael Brown. That's disgusting. And then the parents was urging people not to do that. They asked people to just be protest peacefully if you're going to protest, and they did not listen. Mm-hmm. And that goes to show you they had no respect. I said they had mm-hmm. people out there outside the McDonald's throwing cheeseburgers at people, throwing trash. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. What, what, what are you going to prove by doing that foolishness? That's right. Nothing. Nothing at all. Because, like you said, at the end of the day, when it's over and it's said and done and everybody calms down, where will they be able to go? What will they be able to do? Nothing. Because every resource that they have, every means of helping their city to thrive with uh, the stores and things like that is destroyed. It's gone. It's over with. And, you know, um, it it has just gotten so out of hand that people are not even thinking. They are acting first instead of thinking. There's no rational thinking. There's no nothing. There's just all actions, and they feel as if that what they're doing is justified and that, you know, this will, or that they are making a point. Yeah, they are making a very big statement, and it's an ignorant statement because, like you said, when it's over, everything is gone. So what will they have to show for? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's horrible. It is. I said, I just seen it. I said, you know, it's just, man, it was just mass chaos last night. They were setting the cars on fire. Mm. They were just doing it all. Mm. And then somebody mm. else, 
Nancy. And Nancy, that's what I'm saying. You putting yourself in a position to become another target. And then what yes. they're gonna do? Start protesting and acting a fool. And you know you was wrong. You were more wrong than two last feet. Like I always that's last right. shoes. Mhm. Mhm. I just really hope that this is just teaching everybody. We need to wake up, become involved. We gotta stop falling victim to these stereotypes. We got to do the right thing. We have to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Yes, we do. We need to yes, start taking young black men and teaching them, hey, that's the problem now. We ain't telling, we ain't teaching them the severity of what's going on out here because mm-hmm. they don't realize that they are a target. Mm-hmm. And they're going to kill yeah. you. And they're going to leave you dead in that street like they did that boy for four hours. And they ain't going to think nothing about it. Mm-mm. But to you, and nope. I hate to say, I'm sorry. If somebody gets mad, I don't care. To you, you ain't nothing but another nigga. And your mm-hmm. life ain't nothing. You're another nigga. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you yeah. one less black person in the world that they got to deal with. That's how they look at us. Mm-hmm. Yes, he do. That police officer sitting there talking, he going to move on in his life. See, he's going to be taken care of. They're going to they gonna look out for him. Mm-hmm. But you sitting up dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I said, we got to get it together. We got to get it together. We as a community, we have got to get it together and realize that, and I hate saying this, that's you know that's probably why Michael. And I'm gonna be honest with you. And I'm gonna say this because you know I keep it real. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably and I'm and I'm gonna say this and I'm saying it on air and I don't care. That's probably why I'm gonna be honest. I think that's probably why Michael didn't come on the show tonight because it has something to do with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pro police and I'm gonna say this because and I'm gonna be honest with every show that we've done dealing with the cops. The, he mysteriously never like he he shows up the rest of the shows, but when it comes mm-hmm. to doing cop shows, dealing with cops, he don't show. Up. Oh, well, oh my goodness! Mm. And I'm just you know, and you know, and that's fine if you call police or whatever, but don't sit up there and try to justify what they do, like they ain't never wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, because in this situation, I'm saying, you know, and I said, they wrong, they wrong. Mhm. Yep. That's it. That so, is it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I just wanted to get on here and, and offer my commentary about what's going on. Mhm. Yes. Because it's it's a problem, you know, and it's um. And what I want to know is, is, you know, what what's the mayors and the governors and all those people in that city, what are they going to do about it? You know, it's like, like I am anxious to find out their game plan for the entire thing. I am anxious to find out how they're going to um, rectify that problem or what efforts are they going to put forth to um, change things sure in their city. Other, yeah, and, and make sure that this there's not another Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Because at the end of the day, the reality is, is that a life is gone, a, another life is gone, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, nothing is being done about it. And the young man, um, I don't care if he did go in the store and take something, whatever the case may be, I don't care about that. The reality is that he did not pose a threat, and nothing was done about that. So, you know, everybody, every person that is in office in these cities around this country really need to get together and and really need to come up with a plan to make things better because, you know, it's just spiraling down for, like, it's just worse. And it's It's never, I don't know how long, I, I don't know how long, I heard they were out there tonight. You know, it's just like, I just I I don't think that that Ferguson and St. Louis is never they're never gonna be the same again after this. Mm. Mm. It's never gonna be the same again. Mm-mm. No, it's not. No, it is not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. It's almost twelve o'clock. I just wanted to come in and give our um, point of view on things, and you know, and I'm, you know, if, you know, we all are entitled to opinion, mm-hmm. and sometimes things that we say, you know, make stuff on people's toes. But we we here mm-hmm. at the Urban, we do stuff out of love, and we do it out of concern. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, uh, sometimes the truth needs to be spoken. Sometimes the hard reality needs to be spoken, like seriously, because so many people are walking around sugarcoating things. So many people are walking around mm-hmm. uh, trying to make things sound good, and it's not helping helping anybody. And mm-hmm. It's not for anywhere. So That's sometimes right. some things just need to be said. Mm-hmm. Like I yes. said, we as a community, we got to do better. We really do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got anything to say before we wrap wrap up? Yes, you know, and I would like to say that um, I've really enjoyed myself tonight, and it's um, and just being able to just come together and just talk about things and put our ideas out there. Um, and ways in which we feel as if, you know, a difference can be made is extremely important. And um, and I just want to just say this, just as far as encouraging people to not be afraid to let their voice be heard because, you know, people never know that the words that they may say may be so effective that, you know, their words can truly make a difference in any situation. So as far as being bold and standing on what you believe and just knowing that, you know, we just need to come together and just make a change for that. All right. And I think that's mm-hmm. a good way to wrap up the show. Uh, once again, this is the Urban Watch the Urban Coalition of Free Land Fighters, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. I am Seneca Harris, and um, we have Steve Johnson as my co-host tonight. 
Uh, we want to thank you yeah. for listening, and I hope everyone has a very safe and wonderful and blessed holiday. Um, yeah. Don't eat too much. Don't be if you, if you diabetic, you better take your medicine. Don't be eating all them sweets. <laughs> yeah, if you pass out on that floor, that's on you. Don't blame nobody else. Nobody put that spoon up to your mouth and tell you to eat all that sweet potatoes right. and all them greens and everything else. So y'all be safe. Yes. Good night. Good night.